0: let's stop talking our girls into princess stories, you know it's, it screws it's, it's up the head, I feel, and you know, there is no Prince Charming, you are your own Prince Charming please understand that at a young age itself You'd
1: never wait for me Even when I ran away You're all that I could see You're all that I could see When I could hardly walk on my to lift myself out of the trench below. Haven't I suffered enough to let you go? Thanks for tapping on this episode. This is your host, Kushikare, and you are listening to The Women's Stories, the only Indian podcast where I bring extraordinary stories of unconventional business women. Do you want to start your clothing business or at least want to know more about the clothing business? Today I have Gunjan Junjunwala. Gunjan left her corporate life that includes companies like Airtel and Google to start a business with her husband, but sadly she lost all the rights on her first business to her husband as her marriage fell apart in the first five years. It took extreme courage on her part to stand tall again and to start another business from scratch and now she is known as the founder of Sandbox Clothing. Sandbox Clothing is a premium kids clothing brand that envisions bringing out the unique identity of every child through clothes. Sandbox is listed as a top kid clothing brand on platforms like Argio, Flipkart, Amazon, Nika, and many more. Today, we'll hear her story of making a mark in the clothing industry of India And we'll learn how you can make it too.
2: Yeah, hi Gunjan. First of all, a very warm welcome onto the Season 2 of The Women's Stories, a podcast where we inspire young girls and women to explore entrepreneurship. So how have you been doing lately?
0: Thank you so much, Kushi, for having me here. I'm very excited to be a part of this and I'm doing great. What about you?
2: Yeah, I'm doing great as well. And of course, my day gets pumped up when I talk to women like you.
0: Thank you so much for that.
2: So here goes my first question for you. What inspired you to leave your job at Google and start a business? So I feel that uh, I wouldn't say inspiration,
0: I think we all have our own calling and our own needs and desires. Mm -hmm. And when I joined Google, it was world class uh, culture. And you know, people around were really, really good. And it was the best thing to have happened. But you know, I realized that my need for, uh, you know, having my own freedom of time of how I want to spend it through the day was very high. And that is one of the reasons why I feel that, you know, after a while, it's just, I stopped enjoying my time there. And it was just to do with my need of using my time the way I want and nothing to do with, uh, you know, the culture of the people or anything as such.
2: Okay, Okay, so uh, you like, I can I can uh, understand this you know this feeling, uh, mm-hmm. someone who might be who might be enjoying corporate life might not be able to you know uh, absorb this answer. But I completely get uh, get this answer because I'm also a corporate escapee. Just left my job two okay. months ago. <laughs> uh, okay, wonderful. my own business. So I completely get that feeling.
0: Great, great. I, I I'm I'm glad you got me there. <laughs> so
2: uh, what? Past three corporate learnings, do you believe helped you to build the sandbox clothing?
0: So I think corporate taught me a lot of things, you know, Uh, the first thing corporate taught me was self-discipline, you know, I mean, uh, if you have to get ready and get on, you know, to the cab or whatever, you know, commute and go to office at a particular time, and you have to be spending your time in a particular manner. So it did bring a lot of self-discipline in me. Okay, so number one would be that. And number two would be, you know, I mean, the importance of numbers. I mean, like, you know, while we are very passionate about whatever we do and we all want to follow our passion, corporate taught me not to uh, forget the numbers while we are doing what we are doing. Because numbers are, you know, uh, really, really important if you want to keep a track of how you are going around your business. And the third I would say is... Uh, networking so you know I mean I remember a time when I when I really wanted to switch goals uh, switch roles uh, in Google and uh, you know there was a test which uh, we had to sit for and I I did the test wonderfully but still I did not get the role okay and then I went around well, you know, just trying to figure out what happened. And then I realized that, you know, I was so invisible in my organization. So that particular thing taught me that corporate visibility is very important. And, you know, for that, you need to network. And I think it, when you're building a business uh, your network really decides, uh, you know, what, you know, I mean, your networking is very, very important. So I would say self-discipline importance of setting targets and networking. These are the three biggest give, uh, takeaways I have from my corporate experience.
2: Yeah, beautifully summarized. So uh, why did you specifically chose the kids clothing space?
0: Uh, well, clothing uh, has been very close to my heart because, you know, we have a store here in Shillong. My dad's been running it for a while and uh, we've, we are doing uniforms for kids. So, you know, clothing is something which I feel uh, you it, it's so easy to express your moods, your desires, your spirit through clothing. You know, I mean, if I'm feeling happy on a particular day, it will reflect on how I have dressed up. Right. And you can also explore. It, it's so creative. Like, you know, I mean, today I like a design. I, I want it. I wanted to get it made for my daughter. Here I go, you know, just get it done. I mean, you know, there's no, there are no rules in clothing as such. This cut, that cut, just go explore. So I liked the, I liked clothing for the fact that there were just no rules and you could just be yourself and wear whatever you want. And kids, because... I wouldn't say I love kids. Okay. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't go out and say, Oh, I really love kids. And hence, I'm doing it. I have a soft corner for kids. But what what made me get into uh, kids spaces, because I realized the power dynamics, you know, ever since I uh, became a mother, I realized that kids, actually, they do not have much power in their hands, besides the fact that they can go cranky, and they can throw their, their their tantrums at times, the power dynamics are really skewed towards parents, right? Because of our age, because of our maturity, whatever you call it, and kid, and uh, you know, like childhood is the is such is the is the time when you actually form it. It actually decides your success going forward, right? So, what kind of relationships you have. Uh, as an adult, what kind of success you have as an adult, it all gets decided in that space, like, you know, that zero to four years or zero to six years. So then I felt that, what is it that I could, how could I contribute in like, you know, better, uh, you know, better upbringing for my child, which definitely just doesn't mean what I'm feeding her right, or, you know, what is it that she should be doing, not doing, but also to let her be, you know, like, I just want her to be and not become somebody. So I think these two combined helped me come to the conclusion that I love clothing. And if I want to you know, do something in the kids space, this is what I would want to do. I would not tell her that you, know, you do the, the X, Y, Z, just be yourself and figure out your own uh, spirit, so to say.
2: Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a, a spirit calling for you to enter uh, the kids' clothing space. Um, uh, not i mean yeah i mean not spirit calling but something i i i
0: wanted to do something in the kids space because i i see a lot of parents i are around they are just trying to mold the kids so much control the kids so much and there's so much demand that you know the kids have to now fulfill so i just thought that maybe through this brand i could help you know like that was that that's what i feel that you know kids these days should sometimes just we, we should just let them sell them be and they'll figure out what they want
2: yeah got it uh, so um it is believed that the clothing space is be- uh, becoming saturated in india so what do you think made the sandbox clothing stand out in the crowd uh, well if you look at any industry uh i mean
0: i, I feel that it's saturated like you know, like, uh, so I feel that, you know, I mean, there came a point where I just decided, you know, I mean, I felt that it's sometimes a beliefs, you know, that shape our reality. So if I believe that it is saturated, and there's nothing more that can be contributed, I will only come across the, that sort of opportunities, right. But whereas if I believe that, no, there's always my niche, which I can figure out by just doing what I believe, uh, I would like to do, I will figure out, uh, where can I place the brand even in a very, very saturated market? So, you know, I mean, this is one thing I feel that if you look at any space, it's saturated. I mean, we just can't be going by numbers all the time when it comes to uh, finding, you know, what we want to do with our lives. Yeah. And th- I mean, actually, that brings me to an interesting uh, thing which I read about J.K. Rowling, okay? So she was a single mother. She was on state aid. She was struggling so much. But still, you know, you see, she wrote children books. Now, if we look at logically, if we look at it, children books were the least, uh, you know, that could go out and get published and get money for her, right. But she just thought that this is what she wants to do. And let her like, I mean, let me just do it and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. So I believe sometimes it's also just that, you know, we should believe in a little bit of, uh, you know, like, maybe just believe that the, the things will get figured out.
2: Yeah, it was. uh, I mean, you beautifully said that, you know, sometimes you need to reset your belief system to absolutely (laughs) to kind of, you know, create your own niche. So everyone has a sense of individuality in whatever he or she does. So you can make your space if you want to.
0: Yeah, totally.
2: Powerful, powerful message. Uh, our audience, along with me, would love to know your journey of uh, listing the sandbox clothing on various platforms like Nika, Ajio, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera.
0: So see, the open marketplaces like Amazon, Flipkart, you know, where you just go and create your own uh, account and you start listing, it's pretty easy. Okay, I think where we faced a little bit of a challenge, I would say was the closed marketplaces, like, you know, where not all brands were entertained and, you know, I mean, you had to reach out to the right set of people. So I did tap in a lot of my uh, connections from ISB to get my brand listed and the places where I was getting stuck even on uh, not being able to use that connection. I went on LinkedIn, you I searched for people in that particular company and then I used different combinations of email IDs if email IDs were not mentioned like you know blah 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 at the rate you know some xcompany.com so some of the brands we got listed this way and some of the others approached us so it was a mix of both but having said that you know I also walked out of a leading uh, marketplace Mm -hmm. because and that that was also in the initial phases, because I just felt that being a small brand, we were not being treated right, you know, and there came, there comes a breaking point, right? <laughs> Wherein you're like, you know what, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I mean, this is not working out. So we just walked out of that brand. It was a, it was a very difficult call to take, but sometimes I believe that, you know, I mean, every relationship, whether it's a business association or whether it's any other association, it cannot be one sided
2: Yeah. Yeah completely agree actually i especially included this question because i've heard the same story as you said especially mm-hmm. for small business that they had a lot of uh, problem while listing their business on some uh, of these platforms so right it's like kind of considered a big havoc you know like if you have successfully listed your brand on some platform some leading platform it's it's a big win and especially if right. you, over that if you get your products ranked on that platform like if if your products are coming on the first page, maybe right. for example, if someone searches, you know, kids' clothing, then then it's it's a win over win. So that's why I actually wanted to have an answer from an expert like you. Okay, great, awesome. Uh, would you like to use this platform to break three myths around a business building in general, and uh, like, what do you believe? Uh, business owners, especially business owners, maybe in the clothing industry should consider before starting a business in this space? Uh, so, well, see,
0: uh, I, would, I would say that there were certain myths which I feel uh, very specific to children clothing, which I would love to see to be broken, you know, I mean, going forward. Uh, the number one thing would be uh, pink is for girls and blue is for boys. I think it's 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 really a myth that uh, you know. I mean, it's 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 a world that we have created for our kids. Rather than kids, rather than girls choosing pink and boys choosing blue, I think we are telling them that you're a girl and hence you should be choosing pink, and you're a boy and hence you should be choosing blue. You know, I mean, I remember an incident. Uh, you know, I had taken my daughter to a park and there was a vendor outside selling balls. Uh, so she, I said that you know I mean uh, just pick one and I know her affection towards blue color okay she was about to go and get that blue color and then immediately the vendor goes oh she's a girl take the pink and then you know what she says yeah yeah yeah. now I want the pink she forgot all about the blue ball so I believe that you know this particular myth I would love to see it broken at higher levels wherein you know uh, you know like girls can only dress in pink and boys can only dress in blue and I think there is a lot of cross-color dressing which is happening and I'm glad to see that so that's number one for me and the second is uh gender neutral clothing so i remember in my uniform uh, company when we when we would go to take measurements there were these set of parents like you know one of the parents pointed out you know what my girl she doesn't like to wear a skirt to uh, to school she wants to wear a trouser so i think that really struck me i was like you know i mean it's it's high time that we come up with you know brands that are doing more of gender neutral clothing you know this these are strong messages which we are sending at a psychological level to our girls or to our boys you know I mean you know, that is what I feel and then the third is that oh I mean let's stop uh, talking our girls into princess stories you know <laughs> it's 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 it screws up the head I feel and you know I mean, there is no Prince Charming you are your own Prince Charming please understand that at mm-hmm. a young age itself
2: mm-hmm yeah again a powerful message especially I feel that kids maybe kids especially between zero to four don't have a choice to select their own clothes they are dependent on their parents of course right they don't have that, you know basic uh cognitive abilities to choose uh their clothing so they will wear whatever you will buy for them so absolutely it all, yeah it all comes on parents how wisely they are making decisions Yeah, I mean, then, you know, all these small, small decisions, they add up to bigger decisions and bigger
0: myths in life. So I feel that we need to be wise when we are we need to question things a lot.
2: Uh, What one and the most important advice would you like to give on the logistic side uh, to a clothing brand owner? see
0: i think logistics is something that we are all figuring out in india i mean especially or uh, like when it comes to b2b logistics it's 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 a heavily male dominated uh, industry and you know sometimes i have come to a point where i felt that i wish i had a male voice to convince him to you know either pick the package or drop the package uh, at a that particular tat so logistics is is really a pain point uh, for us also as a brand. And we're also trying to figure out, but uh, having said that, there are some uh, good players coming in the market and I'm hoping to see some more in the B2B space space, uh, in specific.
2: Great, great. I mean, of course, then here we again see a gap I mean, why only men are there in the logistics space? You know, more percentage. I mean, we need more women if this is the case that you said. Yes, yes. I (laughs) honestly feel that, like very, very honestly. Lastly, this could be uh, a little painful for you. So your marriage fell apart at a very feeble stage and you must have felt vulnerable at that time with a little baby aside. Um, I genuinely applaud your courage and respect your journey. But what Mm -hmm. advice would you like to give to women um, through this platform specifically with your experience?
0: Uh see, I think uh, I think fig- I learned multiple uh, th- things through my journey. And uh, I i don't think I'm in a position to advise anybody because I got a lot of advice. And then there came a point where like, I don't want any, I mean, I'm really tired. But yeah, I would say that uh, I figured out a few things. Number one is your life is bigger than your marriage your life is bigger than the business you're building your life is bigger than your job your life is even bigger than your children so just don't find I mean I I realize that I don't want to find my identity or my worth through a particular thing because you know a life is much bigger than that and the fact that I have a a life is in itself a privilege so I would walk tall I would stand tall and I wouldn't allow anyone to tell me that, you know, uh, being separated is a bad thing or, you know, whatever taboos that are attached to it. I don't believe in it. So number one would be that the second would be, you know, what, just do what keeps you happy. I mean, if, if, if while you're going through this journey, it's not that, that, you know, I mean, maybe music keeps you happy. So do that. Maybe running, keeps you happy, do that. Do what keeps you happy. Just, we need to just figure out first that what keeps us happy because, you know, a, a, a bad marriage can really, uh, you know, you can really lose yourself in a bad marriage to even realize that what kept you happy, you know. The third th- third thing would be, you know, what sometimes we just have to accept our situation, you know, I mean, there's so much resistance. I mean, I went through this where and I didn't want to accept it that something like this has happened and that only makes the recovery more difficult because there's so much resistance. So one thing which I learned, uh, I think this is from one of my very favorite authors, Eckhart, is like, you know what, accept your situation. And then acceptance doesn't mean that you say, oh, I'm in a very good spot, or, you know, I'm just going to deny whatever is happening to me. Acceptance just means this is my situation. And once I've accepted, now what are the other things I can do to to come out of the situation? Mm -hmm. You know, accept then act. So this was a very powerful message, which I thankfully, read in uh, Eckhart's book, The Power of Now. And uh, I'm glad that I found the right uh, books to read, the right online mentors. And, you know, mean, whatever I did, I meditated a lot. I did a lot of different things to actually come out because it was not just a five-year marriage for me. It was a f- close to 14-year-long relationship for me. So, I mean, it was hard, but, you know, you, life only throws things that, you know that life knows you can take so just have faith that there is a universe uh, that's watching over you and that's taking care of you all the time all the time
2: yeah that's so beautifully summed up and I remember a quote you know you only know how um, tough you are how resilient you are when you are thrown in a situation which makes you that that much resilient so you all have you know you always have that power you just don't realize before a situation uh, comes in your life. Yes beautifully said beautifully said
0: I am I, I totally believe in it that you know I mean it just brings out the best in you every situation has a learning and if we get that learning then you know we'll only grow from there. mm mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it was, I think, the most empowering, crisp, precise podcast episode that I've recorded from, you know, in the last one year, you know. Short oh, wow. Thank you so much. I <laughs> and thank you. thank you so much. You. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Gunjan, for coming on to the Women's Stories. And I hope that you enjoyed this conversation and your day was a little bit, you know, lightened up with my presence Uh, today
0: absolutely (laughs) absolutely it was it's wonderful to see what you're doing and I really look up to you to you know I mean I'm gonna follow you and see where you go
1: (laughs) if you like this episode don't forget to share it with your friends and family do tag me on your social media handles up till then take care of yourselves and keep spreading love I'll talk to you soon